a mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us. We appreciate it very much. And Buck's been holding the longest. Go ahead, Buck. Good morning. Well, it's good afternoon. It is it afternoon is. now, yeah. five minutes in. Yeah. Yep, beautiful day up here in Brown, Cheyenne. Um, just wanted I had a couple of comments. You uh, talked about the most improvements in the automobile industry. I think it's the uh, addition of all of the electronics, computers, etc. I go back to points and condenser and yeah. even magnetos. And uh, even though I have pissed out and it's expensive to stay current with uh, uh, the new newer stuff, uh, the car, and I suppose we can thank the government a little bit for helping push this along with the emission standards, but uh, I think we would have got there eventually anyway because uh, capitalism would have shown that that was a yeah. much more efficient. Yeah, I think you're correct on that. Yes, agree. So uh, that, and the other thing I have a tip on welding. Uh, he mentioned uh, disconnecting your battery. One of the things you want to do is get your ground as close as possible to your work, to the area that you're yep. welding. That's right. Uh, you, you can take out bearings and everything else if you. Sure, good point. Your, uh, yeah, that's uh, a great point, Buck. Yes, you are. Yeah, because it's going to go to the least resistance. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, other than that, I don't have much as usual. I enjoy your show, and it's always great. Uh, I always look forward to it on Saturday mornings. So. Uh, uh, have a good afternoon and good weekend. Well, appreciate I appreciate that, it. Buck. Yep, yeah. thank you, Buck. As always. Yeah, yeah. On that, yeah. See, he said keep it away. You know, keep it cl- as close to your work as your as you can. So I remember back seventies, eighties, uh, Dodge vans would just fry the U joints in the drive shaft because of a bad ground, and so all the alternator current is going through the drive shaft needle bearings and and cooking u joints yep i mean i just remember seeing yep. that that's right that just sparked yep. a memory from yep. years ago spot on yep. bob and thornton you're next all right john say i i got a fairly lengthy list but i'll go through it pretty pretty quickly uh innovations in cars and i go you know i'm up in my upper 70s now and i remember working at a gas station when i was 16 years old Okay, here, here's my first one. Nylon bushings on all the suspension parts. Uh, when was the last time you heard about a grease job? Uh, I, I used to have to pull out a book, especially on Chrysler products. There was 22, 24 <laughs> grease fittings. They even had one on the water pump and the uh, alternate, or the generator at the time. But all the way, front and rear grease jobs with uh, grease mm-hmm. fittings. Wow. Gone. 
Yeah. On the windshield side of the car, how about uh, electric windshield wiper blade or wiper systems? I had cars that were vacuum. Yeah, you, or none, or manual. You pulled up. Well, I don't go back that far. <laughs> Some of the Jeeps, ones, they were manual on the right side, yeah. even in the 50s. Uh-huh. But in, in a Ford car, unless you got a deluxe model, you didn't get a windshield wiper blade on, uh, or a sun visor on the passengers. Yeah, that's right. That was a deluxe model. But you'd, you'd uh, on the old vacuum ones, you'd pull, uh, pull around a truck that was uh, spitting out all kinds of stuff. As soon as you accelerate, Put it to the floor. And... <laughs> okay. Yeah. How about, uh, I had a uh, early uh, 50s uh, Chevrolet that did not have an oil filter. That was an option. Hmm. Okay. How about on the brake side of the, uh, how about hydraulic brakes? How about dual hydraulic brakes? How about disc brakes? And how about ABS? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. On the on the drive side of the equation here, how about all-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, traction control? Yep. How about cars that in the old days didn't have heaters? Oh, yeah. Nope. You had to add them if have, you wanted one. Yeah. They didn't have 12 volts. They had 6 volts. Yep. So that's just a few things. Oh, yeah. And yep. to the, the uh, of course, the... Uh, uh, turn signal. <laughs> That's apparently an option on cars now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Use option for sure. <laughs> for, yeah, exactly. For a while. Thanks, John. All yeah, right. You're very Thanks, welcome, Bob. Bob. Appreciate it very much. Have a great afternoon. Uh, let's see here. Who is next? I think Mickey and Aurora is next. Go ahead, Mickey. Hi, John. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Yourself? Good. Two best things ever. GMs. HEI module. Yeah, can't argue that. And it's in its day. Well, I mean, I think even even in today's world, uh, GM has some of the best electronic ignition ever. But the HEI back in the day, which came out in seventy three, was the first year seventy three. 1973. In, in all production, in all 75. 75, yeah. but 73 but still, was pretty yeah. prevalent on yeah. a lot of vehicles. Yeah. Uh, kind of the invention of it, I guess you could say. Uh, HEI stood for high energy ignition, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. on the on the GM side. And, it, and what was so cool about it, Mickey, as you know, all integrated. It was all in yeah. one, everything in the distributor, yeah. the cap, the whole nine yards. A lot of guys hated it because it was larger, but it was the best system around yeah. at that time. Yeah. And the wires, they, they yep. stayed on. Everything they, was great. They, exactly. You had power to it. Yep. You had a tax Nothing signal better. on some. Yep. Exactly. It was, yeah. Was uh, and and sorry, Ford guys, Ford and and, uh, and Dodge guys, uh, your your system sucked back then. Yeah, and they got sued for it, too. <laughs> they were awful. 40 years later. <laughs> they were <laughs> They're terrible. still paying out for it. Yeah. later. They were awful. Yeah. years later. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and they're the, at Ford and Chrysler, they're both. That how, that's how they got sued because they d- <clears throat> copied without attribution the variable dwell that the HEI introduced. Yep. 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 The other thing is overdrive. Yes. Even older. Yes. Not even automatic, but overdrive transmissions in production. You know, not some bolt on thing, but in the car. Yeah. Part of the. Yep. Yeah, part of the transmission. Yep. Yeah. Well, part of the part of the popularity of the original overdrives was that it was a semi-automatic because when you when properly set up, you wouldn't have to shift up or shift down mm-hmm. 
and they marketed it to the women of the time because it made it so much easier to drive that it was actually a semi-automatic because the only time you'd have to shift all the way down was when you stopped and had to shift into first gear mm-hmm. and you did and that being non-synchromesh was uh with, with it being non-synchromesh first gear was non-synchro but the others were yeah yeah because of the overdrive yeah so it just made it just made it just easier to cruise around town oh yeah yep yeah so many oh, innovations yeah. yep Way better today than it ever has been. Yep. And now everything's got an overdrive. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, you won't find anything without one now. Yeah. And most of them will even have double, triple overdrives, depending yeah. upon the vehicle. Yeah. That's where the yep. 8 and 9 and 10 speeds come into play, is they've got more than, people don't realize it, but there's not just one overdrive there. Right. In some cases, there's three. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just one day. Yep. That's been over 30 years, too, because they started using the six speeds and Camaros and yeah. That was a twin overdrive. Well, yeah, and the four-speeds, four as you know, that was in GM's world, what, the 700Rs came out in 81, I want to say. Was that yeah. the first year for them? Was 81? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. And AODs were probably roughly the same on the Ford side, which was yeah. kind of a variation of, and granted, there was a lot of growing pains with those early overdrives. They were not very good to begin with, but as time went by and with any innovation, you know, the bugs got worked out and... To your point, Mickey, they, they went from there to 6 to 8 right. to 10. Yeah. Yeah. All to keep it in the power band and... And to keep the fuel economy up. And what people re- don't realize is, yes, it's keeping the economy up, but the wear and tear on the engine yeah. in doing that, you know, between fuel injection and automatic overdrive transmissions, you know, now an engine will last 300,000, no problem, yeah. where it used to be 100K. Right. Yeah. It's not whining them as much. I mean, the average yeah. the average engine's not running, you know, fourteen, fifteen hundred RPM going down the road. Yeah, right. Fifteen hundred at eighty miles an hour right. on my truck. Right. So, so I mean, it's yeah. just way different yeah. than it ever was before, Mickey. Exactly. I, yeah. I I lived through it all, so yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I remember I remember three speeds with uh, in a in a truck with four fifty six <laughs> gears, you know, whining that thing yeah. down the road 45. at fifty five miles an hour. <laughs> 45, it's like, well, I don't know yeah. if I should go any faster. If you, if, you, yeah. if you did 65, you were really winding it up. Yeah, yeah. Let's watch the gas gauge That's moving. Right. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. No, Appreciate good stuff, it, Mickey. Appreciate it. Scott, hang tight. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. 
But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Hey, this is Scott Watley. You know, there are many responsibilities of being a pet owner, and an important one this time of the year comes from me and our friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, here's five quick rules on how to keep your pet safe in the heat of summer. Rule number one, never leave your pet inside a parked car or truck during the summer months. Leaving a pet inside a parked car is the number one cause of heat-related death in pets. It only takes a mildly warm day and a few minutes for temperatures to rise inside a parked car and they'll skyrocket to dangerous levels. For a pet in a hot car, terrible suffering and death will soon follow. Rule number two, make sure your pet has plenty of cool, fresh water at all times. Number three, limit your pet's outdoor activities to early morning and evening hours. Our rule number four, provide a shaded space for your pet when outdoors that you can supervise. And rule number five, the absolute best way to protect your pet from overheating in the heat of the summer is to keep it indoors at home where it will be cool and safe. Hey, we all love our pets. Let's keep them safe this summer. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, 8681 Lincoln Avenue, 303-708-8050. And you can find other great tips on their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. 
call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Question of the day, which we've been chatting about today, is the best car inventions. And had a lot of folks talking about a lot of different things. And I don't think folks really at times understand how fortunate we are to live today and have the technology we have in vehicles where it's really, well, I'll be honest, it's making lazy drivers because of the technology we have. You no longer drive a car, you steer a car. You're right. Way different than it ever has been in the past. So Scott in Denver, you're next. Hey, John and Ken. Hey, Ken, Scott. Scott the nurse. How hey. are you, Scott? Never better, never better. Well, I got my first chip in my windshield that I actually might be able to get repaired. I caught it, uh, got the tape on it within about five minutes after it got hit out on West 6th Avenue. Oh, that so. sucks. I hate is that. that. Is it, yeah, that's what it is. It's Colorado, right? Yeah, that's right. Lucky Unfortunately. We Lucky if we get two years out of windshields here. Yeah. Um. Is Nova still your guy, John? Yes. And do they have offices here, or is it just in Fort Collins? I've got Fort Collins and Sterling that are our sponsors, but they still have, yes, they have offices all over, as you know. There's an Aurora guy. Yes. Okay, that's all I needed really to know. uh, Because all I could find was Fort Collins, even when I went online. Yeah, and just uh, tell the Denver guy, tell Lynn he needs to jump back in with us. <laughs> I will. And Ken, Ken, I'll be seeing you at that Tacoma, and I think we're going to finally put a new spider belt on her, a serpentine belt on it. It's new. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Thanks great. Thanks so much, guys. You right, bet. Scott. Thanks, Scott. No, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Lines are up, by the way 303 477 5600. Somebody also said, texted in, Tubeless tires, okay, yeah. That goes way Yeah, yeah. and before yeah. that, even pneumatic tires, so that's even going farther back. But, yeah, tubeless tires, that was, you know, radial tires even. Tubeless radial tires were a huge invention, uh, you know, uh, upgrade, I guess is what yeah, I should right. say, back in the day. Made the cars drive so much better oh, yeah. the, than they had been prior. Instead of following every little line in the road, yeah, they, they quit doing that with radials, yeah. Exactly. Now, one of the complaints early on with radials were where everybody was like, well, my tire's flat because they've got more of a bulging sidewall than what the bias plies had. Right. And so you had to get around the perception, perception people had. That, that they were low. Yeah, that yeah. my tire's flat, my tire's low, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take long for folks to realize that, no, they're not low, and, yes, they're working better, and, man, the car drives. You could take an old car that had bias ply tires. Mm-hmm. And upgrade them to radial tires, and yeah. it was like you bought a new car. Right, it just drove so. It much was different. night yeah. and day. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so for folks that maybe aren't that old, and they're thinking, okay, so what's the difference between a bias ply and a radial? How do you explain that, Ken? So, <laughs> I'll put it this way: so if you were to do a fast walk barefooted, okay on a rough surface okay and then you put a pair of running shoes on okay okay you could do a lot faster walk and be a lot more comfortable not the same but this no i I get your analogy i I mean you know it's yeah it's it's not it's just how the car feels so when you 
you know, you can, you can take those steps faster and, and maneuver, you don't have to maneuver around anything. Where with a bias ply tire, you would be, have your wheel straight and you're cruising and the road condition would steer the car and, 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 for and you. And it's because the way the tires manufactured, the way the belts are put in and so on from a bias ply to a radial, right. correct? They're constantly changing, I believe. The, so The radials, yes. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, so they're adapting to the road. So if you have your steering wheel straight on a, especially a grooved road that, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. just kind of has the lines going down, on a bias ply tire, it's going to follow those grooves. Yes. You will you will go from white line to white line <laughs> with a bias ply tire. With a radial tire, it's conforming to those, so it's not following those as much. Right. Yeah. Right. And so you're going to go in a straighter line than you would. It's not going to want to steer itself. Yeah, and the, probably the best way to, to think about this, and I don't know if this is a good explanation or not, but also even as far as the strength or, or you know the way the tires manufacture is the best way to say it, it's like taking – your fingers and just putting them end to end your hands and putting your fingers end to end that's yeah. how a radial tire is made yeah now take your fingers and interweave them to where you know not only now is your palms of your hands much stronger because you've now got your fingers wrapping yeah. around the backside yeah. of each hand right. that's in my kind of how i used to explain to people the difference between when i was young because we've had radial tires forever <laughs> right. now yeah. you don't have to don't do it know anymore any yeah, yeah. it's not a, doesn't matter anymore right. but back in the day that's how you would explain it at least how i explained it to people were take your fingers and interweave them that's a radial tire versus just taking your fingers end to end yeah it's to me yeah. that's kind of the explanation yeah. as to how the tires are constructed differently there's less movement within the tire because of the everything's radials. overlapped to one right. another exactly. now say all that to say this when you're buying trailer tires because the bias ply tires are typically stronger because of the way the again going to the carcass and the way they're manufactured typically a trailer tire is going to be a bias ply tire that's why you don't put a radial tire on a trailer, and you don't put a trailer tire on a car. Right. They are not interchangeable. And some would say, well, wait a minute. If it drives a lot better and it doesn't follow the grooves, why wouldn't you just want to put radial tires on the trailer? Because the trailer is not powered. Right. It's being drug. Yeah. It's a totally different thing that's happening with the trailer than the vehicle pulling it. It's following where you're going. Yeah. It's, it's not going to try to change. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. again, typically you're getting a different construction. That's why most trailer tires won't look bulgy and flat. Right. Yeah, they won't have the... Because yeah. they're not radials. They're a trailer tire. And yeah. a lot of folks make the mistake on their trailer of going out and buying what they even consider to be a heavy sidewall radial passenger car tire, and they put it on... Yeah. The trailer, they're not one and the if, same. If you look at the weight rating, it's way different. They're yeah, not the, even the, close. Yeah. The, the B's, or the, I'm, I'm sorry, the E's, E-rated uh, radial is nowhere close to what a trailer tire would Correct. Would they're just, and again, yeah. folks, it, you, can, you can even look at pictures on the internet. There are some breakdowns that will show you the difference in the... The, the steel belts, the plies, how it's made, and so on. And you'll just you'll look at the construction of the tire and can see how they've made uh, a radial tire be a lot different than a bias ply tire. It's, it's, it's really hard to kind of explain. But, again, my, my finger explanation, even if you look at the diagram between the two, is pretty good explanation. You're interweaving things differently with a radial tire than you are 
a bias by. So yeah, thank you by the way. That that is a really yeah. that that's one nobody's mentioned yet. That's right. probably one of the best advancements mm-hmm. in technology to make cars drive well yeah. of anything else we've had ever. Well, do you remember the what was it? It was a Pontiac uh, RTS radial tuned suspension. Maybe it was Pontiac. Maybe it might have been something else. No, but that's it said I think RTS that's right. right on the right on the vehicle, and you know, just made on the Trans Ams things along those lines. Yeah, they had a radial yeah. radial tuned suspension. Essentially, yeah, is what they so called they it. Now, what did they do different? different? I don't remember. Hard to say. Yeah, if, it was I, I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I believe, and some of you old timers would know this better than me because I've been around it long enough to where very, very few bias ply tires were around when I was getting in the industry. That was mid seventies. Right. By then even radial tires had taken on sure. and yeah. you'd still see an old car occasionally come in and somebody would say, I want bias ply tires and you'd say, Why? Yeah. And you'd have that conversation we just uh-huh. had. I say all that to say this. I also believe that back in the day there was different alignment specs if you were running bias ply versus radial. Some of you old timers text me or call and verify that I'm correct. I'm going back in time with my memory, and I'm 58. <laughs> so I'm going back to where I was very young and first starting out in the industry, you know, 12, 13 years of age. But if I'm not learn. mistaken, you had to have different alignment settings, radial tire versus bias ply. And I think yeah. that's when the bias or the radial suspension setup started coming along to accommodate the better tires we had Makes sense. versus the bias. All right, yeah. we'll come right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Correct me, by the way, if I'm wrong on that. Drive Radio 303-477-5600 is our number. Give us a call. We've got a half an hour left, or you can text us as well, 307-200-8222. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. 
The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3 2 one buy down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560 again. Text line 307-200-8222. You can call in live. we still got some time left here, about a half an hour. Not quite that now, 25 minutes or so. 303-477-5600. We are talking through the break because we just got done talking about one of the inventions was, of course, radial tires. Back in the early 70s is when they really started to become popular with with radial tires. And Ken had said he remembered on a lot of the Pontiacs, they had this little emblem said RTS, radial tune suspension. And he was right. Started in 1973 with Pontiac, and you saw it all the way up into the early 80s, even with the Firebirds. Now, was it really a different suspension? Actually, the automakers back then did do some things differently with a car that came with radial tires versus bias ply because the radial tire would absorb some of your road harshness more cushion be, in the yeah, tire it would be absorbed in the tire yeah. itself because you didn't have you ran different air pressures and so on and like i said they looked bulgy they looked like they were almost flat the radial tires did so they could absorb some of the the road if if you would meaning they could put a little bit heavier suspension uh sway bars for example uh, the springs themselves, they could even do uh, different shock absorbers, of course, Ken. They could change all of that around. And was it really, you know, radial tuned? Yeah, I guess in a way you could say that. Now, as radial tires became more prevalent, the suspensions became very similar all because standard. the tire was doing everything that it would do, yeah. and you did the different things on the suspension. But before that, the suspensions were a little softer. Right than what you would find on a radial 
you know, a car that came with radials yeah. because of everything we're talking about. Yeah, the bias ply would, yeah. Wasn't yeah, much absorption there. Right, exactly. Stiffer sidewall and all that stuff. And I don't know if you remember radials, uh, well, uh, remember bias ply on slick surfaces? Oh, they were awful. <laughs> trying to stop, all, trying to like, turn. It was, like, it was like driving on an ice cube. Yeah, right. It, yeah. The tire it, being an ice cube, yeah, I mean. Exactly. So, Literally. Yeah, slick surfaces or they wet were surfaces. Awful. Yeah. It, they they didn't shed no the traction. water. They yeah, were terrible. Right. Exactly. They were not as safe no, either, right. by the way. Exactly. They were not yeah. as safe. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of old car guys are still trying to be period correct, and they'll try to go buy old bias plies and so on, and they're just, they do it, but man, they're a lot, they're a lot different to drive. Yeah, right. Well, and the, yeah, Coker, I think, is one of those that sells the tires for, you know, manufactures the tires for the collector vehicles like that. But yeah, it's a... Uh, you know, just a big, yeah, that was just a big improvement. Yes. By far. So, uh, Mickey also t- uh, texted in safety glass. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big improvement. Right. And we're doing safety glass now and even some driver and passenger front windows on some cars. A lot of cars actually are having safety glass put into them as well. So, you know, uh, somebody also said, I'm about your age. Remember back into the early 80s. In driver's ed class, them showing us crash test videos from back in the late 60s and 70s. What I recall is a Chevy Impala from around that time crashing into a wall and literally maybe crumpled 12 inches and basically bounced off the wall. I think the technology into survivability in an accident is night and day. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. The, The crumpling ability, the absorption that the car now itself has versus the body you taking that right. absorption or none there yeah. wasn't any absorption your your body took the hit i guess you could say yeah thank you for that yeah huge improvements yeah. technologically speaking in the crumple factor yeah. of a new car now versus before yeah it might not total a car back then but today it might total a car but you're walking away from it you're yep. not spending months or years in a hospital that is right permanently injured. that is right yeah. yep jim and centennial you're next go ahead jim hey how you doing good good jim hey just a, a really quick question i use epr on all my cars okay Can you use epr on like a lawnmower uh, i don't know why you couldn't i don't think you need to but you not gonna hurt anything does, does, does lawnmowers get kind of gummed up and stuff in there? Not like a not like a regular car does because they don't run as long. Keep right. in mind the lifespan of a regular, you know, four-stroke Briggs and Stratton or you know even a Honda mower engine is not near the lifespan of a regular full bore, fully right. oiled, you know, pressurized, et cetera, system. Yeah, the EPR, I would, I, I don't know that I would run it in a lawnmower, and it, just because it doesn't have an oil pressured system. Yeah, and I, just I just don't know there's any advantage to doing it. You're it's just right. going to be. A, it's you know there are some pressurized, well, quasi pressurized systems in some of the overhead valve uh, lawnmower engines and so on. But to Ken's point, I, j- I think you're wasting your money and time because you're going to put yeah, that okay. in, run it, drain it. I just don't think yeah. there's any any value in doing it. Right. Yeah, my, yeah I just, my lawnmower is like 25 years old, and I was like, well, you know, I was wondering if uh, you can help <laughs> Just it run out full synthetic in it and don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I would okay. s- I would say that— There's MO- no filters or anything, so right. I just don't see the right. advantage. I would I would almost tend to think if you're going to run anything, I would run an MOA in it. You know, but I mean, of course, only, you know, a, a, an ounce or, you know, something like sure. that. But that would be the only thing that I could see maybe any benefit— possibly 
Yeah, but if it's 25 Sounds years good. old just, and it's still going well, yeah, you're doing the right. Yeah, I was changing the spark plug today, and it was kind of like gummy, and I was like, gosh, I wonder if All I can right. run EPR through it. But uh, no, you know, so yeah. I think All right, you're sounds fine. good. If, if well, anything, Jim, on an old mower like that, if you want to do anything at all, just squirt. The, you know, when you got the plug out, wash that cylinder down really well with some WD-40. And hand crank it over with the plug being out of it. And then once all that's done, put the plug back in, change the oil, put fresh oil in it. That's about the only thing on something that old I would do. I would not mess with the EPR and that. I would do the WD-40 trick. Just WD-40 in there? Okay, I could do that. And again, just turn it over by hand. Don't start it, but turn it over by hand with the plug out. makes it really easy that way. Cycle it through a few times. You know, pull the the string, I don't know, four or five times. Maybe do that a couple of different times. Put the yeah. plug back in, change the oil, and go. Yep. Start it up, video oh, the smoke, and there you, there go. you go. That's right. <laughs> good to go. There you go. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You're, right, you're very care. welcome, thanks. Jim. Take care. We laugh, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, EPR, I, I just wouldn't waste the money on not that. Not on that, yeah. It's and you're not only going to put a teeny, teeny bit in if right. you did it anyways. Exactly. So, yeah. But it's funny videoing the smoke. Like if a car comes in that's that's been contaminated with diesel, you know, somebody put diesel instead of gas. I always try to video them when we get them started because I yep. mean, it's it's just fun to watch it's puffin, all that. It's a puffing machine. Oh man, smoke just, machine. Yeah, you have to roll them out the shop, yep. and when yep. you get them started, you just <laughs> it's kind of funny. You just laugh. Yeah. Uh, somebody texted in, and it's funny. Ken and I were just talking about this through break. You guys must be reading reading our minds or listening off air. Maybe we're actually broadcasting. Well, maybe. <laughs> says, uh, says, John, have you guys noticed on many rollover crashes since the low-profile sidewalls have come out, the side catches and flips like catching the edge of your ski? Uh, yes, I have. In fact, we were just talking about that, and even the ride quality of a lot of these vehicles with the super low-profile tires is not as good as some of the the uh, you know tires that have a lot more sidewall on them. I am not a huge fan of of the low-profile tires. Now, some people really love them. They love the looks. A lot of guys will even take a four-wheel drive truck and lift it up and put those stupid-looking skinny, sorry, <laughs> stupid-looking skinny little tires and, and big old fat rims on. And it's a look. I get it. It's not It's not a look I care for. I, I'm not that, and maybe it's showing my age. I just don't care for that look. I personally, and I was even big on this back when I had my, my off-road stores, and we did a lot of this work. So I did that for 30-plus years. So this is something that, yes, I do know a little bit about because we did it for years and years. I am still a guy to this day and always was, and I always tried to talk my customers into this because it would make the vehicles much, much better handling, driving, and so on. I like keeping wheels and tires tucked in as much as possible. I don't like that stuff hanging out the side like a lot of these guys do. I don't like the look. I don't like what it does to the paint on the car and the truck. Uh, I don't like the way the vehicle works and handles. I don't like its durability because it's less. I'm a guy where I like to keep all of that tucked in. They pay engineers at these manufacturers a lot of money. And the engineering departments, R&D-wise, a lot of money. Does that mean they're always right? Of course not. But when it comes to suspension, tires, and wheels, given the safety side of what they have to do, they typically are pretty spot on on what they've done in designing suspension, tire wheel offset, and all of that to make the vehicle function the best it possibly can for all conditions and all drivers. I realize right. that you can tweak things and make it more specific for a particular purpose, but all in all, For the majority of people that are going to get in that vehicle, they make that vehicle drive the same for everybody that would climb behind the wheel. Right. Knowing that, why would I want to change that? Right. 
Why would I want to run these big, wide offset tires that it was never intended to have? Yes, yeah. in some cases, you may think it looks cool. I think it looks really stupid and silly, but that's me. Sorry, I'm just talking it's my opinion. Free speech, I can say what I want. I don't like that look. Some love it. I don't. I think it looks really stupid. I also really don't like it when a guy is using that truck for work and they're putting a heavy trailer behind it sometimes even a gooseneck, and it's got those stupid wide 24-inch, 26-inch wheel-tire combos with this little dinky sidewall. I, I just look at that whole apparatus and think, you're an accident waiting to happen, and most likely you are. So if you're somebody listening to me, put the stock wheels and tires back on if you're going to use the truck for a work truck and get rid of that ugliness that's on there now. It's not benefiting you at all when you're working out of that truck. Right. I know I'll get some hate mail on this. Don't care. That's my opinion. I know vehicles very well. I know it keeps them safe and on the road, especially when you're hauling and those big offset huge tire and wheel and even a lifted truck, when you're doing the things I'm talking about, don't work as well as it does when it's stock. Period. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's no arguing that in my opinion. Right. There's very, very few lift kits even that handle all of the heaviness that you would use that truck for correctly after you've lifted. In fact, a lot of the kits will even tell you this is going to change things from what you've been used to. Know that going into it. Right. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, when you're getting that serviced and stuff too, it's like, who knows? You know, I mean, it's like... Now, the customer or the, the owner of the vehicle has become the engineer. Correct. So you've changed this and this. What else is that going to change? Correct. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, and that's with anything well, you do. Well, it goes back to the conversation we had earlier in the program. There's always, you know, I think Jeff from Montana said this, there, there's never solutions, there's trade-offs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you've done all of these things to that work truck, yeah. you've traded off something. Yeah. In this case, you traded durability, longevity, and sturdiness for looks. Right. Yeah. There, exactly. You're trading something. You, yeah. you can't have it both ways. Yeah. You cannot take a truck, put a six-inch lift kit on it, put you know 24-inch plus tires and wheels on it, put a then 12-inch drop hitch on the back <laughs> and have the same durability you would have had with that truck stock. Right. I don't care what any of you say. Right. It's, it's just not physically possible. Right. You're trading off. For every action, there's a reaction. Correct. And, and if you like yeah. it, fine. Just remember, it's not going to be as durable as it was prior. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's as simple you as know, that. I, other than tire size... On my 08 truck, my Dually, the, the the work truck, I didn't change anything. I didn't change programming. I didn't change no. anything with it. And you know, well, we were talking a moment ago about my ZR2. So Ken yeah. and I have almost identical trucks, same color. His is newer than mine. Mine's a diesel. His is a gas, but basically same ZR2 trucks. Yeah. Now my truck, I lifted the front end up to level it up only an inch and a half, which is nothing major. It's just a leveling kit to where everything looks looks. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Exactly. And I personally like 10-ply tires, even on a truck of that size. Sure. Why? Even though it's a harsher ride, my wearability on the tire goes up. My cornering ability also goes up yeah. because you don't get the flex in the sidewall you get with a 6-ply tire. Yep. So I end up with a little more durability, if you would, by making that change it doesn't really change the looks a whole lot, maybe a little bit. If the, if a person knows a ZR2, they know mine looks a little different than the others. But yeah. 
Otherwise, you can't tell the difference one for the other. Larry also mentioned something, just handed us a note. The other thing about the wider tires that you get into is they suck on snow and ice. Yeah. They're right. skis. Yeah. They're uh-huh. a snowboard. Yeah. At yeah. that point. They're, they're right. not even a ski. They're a snowboard. Yeah. Uh, they literally are floating on top of water for the hydroplaning and snow and ice. Uh, they just, they're not good in those conditions. There's snow and ice, yeah. thinner, better. Yeah. Exactly. And when it comes to tires, thinner is better. Yeah. And, and even the tread design and so on, which we could get into more as we get into the fall. But a lot, of, a lot of guys that go and put those big, huge, wide, tall, skinny tires on a vehicle, you're, you're changing the overall total performance of that vehicle. And you've, in my opinion, degraded the performance of it. You have not improved it. You've done some looks things to it but you've degraded the performance of the vehicle we'll be right back drive radio klz 560 at napa we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better from the bacteria killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new adaptive one brakes and every napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 napa auto parts stores Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations. as they... We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Celebrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and mark your calendars for the 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. It's going to be an incredible event for car enthusiasts and families alike. Get ready to experience one of the largest car shows in the area. 
Join us on August 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Rocky Mountain Metro Airport, conveniently located at 11905 Corporate Way in Broomfield. Entertainment will be in full swing throughout the day, ensuring there's never a dull moment. Prepare for the thrill of airport flybys, showcasing the beauty of flight. Treat your taste buds to a mouth-watering selection of food options. From live music to engaging activities, there's something for everyone. Don't miss your chance to display your prized vehicle at the car show. Car show entry is just $10, and you can park your classic or unique ride starting at 8 a.m. It's an opportunity to showcase your passion for automobiles and support the Collector Car Council of Colorado. We've got an extra treat for you. Drive Radio will be broadcasting live from the event. Come by and say hello to John Rush and his crew. Tune in, turn up the volume, and join the excitement. So mark your calendars for August 5th. The 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet is an event you don't want to miss. Gather your friends and family for a day filled with automotive wonders, delicious food, captivating collectibles, thrilling flybys, and live entertainment. Remember, car show entry is $10, and spectator admission is just $5 per adult. All funds raised go towards supporting the Collector Car Council of Colorado. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Last little uh, little bit that we've got here till we uh, sign off, and we appreciate everybody calling in. It's been a great show, by the way. We've really enjoyed talking to everybody, and the question of the day has been fabulous, so thank you all for that. Bill and Cheyenne is next. Go ahead, Bill. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, I, have, I have a 2015 C1500 pickup, and I want to put an extra leaf in the rear springs. Is there an old-fashioned uh, spring shop in Denver somewhere that's good at, you know, putting them in? Uh, possibly. I don't know if you're going to find anybody that will just add a leaf to it. Now, there are add-a-leaf kits, or there used to be. I don't know if those are still made anymore. It used to be you could just put a add-a-leaf in the kit, you, you know, in the spring pack you have now you have to make sure your u-bolts are long enough of course they come with a new center bolt and i did a gazillion of those back in the day putting ad leafs in was something we did constantly i don't know if those are still made you'll have to check and see what are you trying to achieve well i just when i put a load in and i just wanted to Stand up higher, and, and that's where the airbags. I mean, right. anymore, that's... and even even us back in the day, Bill. I quit doing Adelise because the airbag kits got to become so much more popular and better that we started doing airbags instead of Adelise. And that way, when you're dry too, when you're not loaded, you're, you still changes. have the same ride. That's right. What do they tend to cost? Oh, I mean, a, an airbag kit, and you have to have it installed. The kit's probably three hundred ish or so, two seventy five to three hundred. I want to say. Ah, uh, okay. Why couldn't I install it? You can. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. That, that's what yeah. I'm saying. You, you yeah. can buy the kit and install. Exactly. They're not hard. They're not hard at all. Right. The, just... the key to airbags, doing it yourself, for anybody that would do this, and this is my recommendation. I know some might argue with me on this, but. I don't like teeing the air fittings right. together. I like having Individual. an air fitting for the right and the left because if you do it that way, you don't get air moving from one side of the bag to the other side bag. So going around a corner, you're not correct loading one and unloading, unloading the, the other. other. You're, right. you're keeping them completely yeah. separate. I know it's a little difficult because you've got fittings that you're doing Two. on one, yeah. you know, one side of the bumper plus the other side. Yeah. But I think, Bill, your control, to Ken's point, is better. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's a very good point. Uh, is there a particular... 
Airlift. Yeah. Airlift is the best. Airlift, is- and they're the most. They're the easiest for you to install yourself. Yeah, they work very oh, okay. well. And they have okay. different different type setups. They have ones with. Uh, you know, electric air pumps, you can set the pressure electronically, you can do it yep. manually. If you fancy, you can you even can, do all that. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or and then you're, you're not even getting out and doing anything. Yeah, you you're probably going to go over $1,000 on something like that, mm-hmm. uh, cost parts-wise. But, yeah. But, I mean, there's tankless, I mean, there's tank tank filled i mean there's all kinds of different in our fleet world bill we still use a lot of airbags for our you know trucks we put sanders and different things on in the winter and different equipment and so on and we do them ourselves of course and we don't do the compressors or anything we just buy the bag kit and manually fill it and change that according to the different things we're doing throughout the year larry handed me a note a moment ago denver spring is still around in denver they can make custom springs but i think at the end of the day your airbag kit would be better for what you're doing yeah and cheaper yeah. Okay, so you're left sell direct or something? Yeah. Uh, or? Honestly, Napa, Amazon, wherever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Excellent, then. Okay, appreciate your time. You're very oh, you welcome, bet. Bill. Yeah, yeah that's good. one of those where you just, just look and shop it and, and not take anything away from Napa, but that's not their forte probably right. as much as it is some of the other parts that we talk about. Uh, that's one, especially up there. Just shop around and see what your best deal yeah, is. Exactly. Um, you may find even a, even a supplier on the internet. So you know, doing them is cheap. You might find a local supplier up there even that's doing some truck accessories that can sell them to you yeah, exactly. as cheap and even install them. I mean, back in the day, we didn't charge folks a ton of money to put those things on because they yeah. didn't take a lot to put on. Yeah, I mean, it's really just nuts and bolts and and running some air air piping. If you, know, you did it tube. the way that that. We're talking with just the two hoses and fittings. It's yeah. a pretty simple install. Yeah, exactly. Hour, hour and a half. Yeah. And, do know, it in your backyard. Yeah. Not a hard thing yeah. to do. And the key there is when you're doing airbags, just for those of you listening, doing it yourself, you really don't want to jack the vehicle up. If you oh, do, right. you want to keep the suspension loaded. So if you do it, you jack it up, put it on jack stands, and then maybe pull the wheel off and do it that way. But really, you can put them on just by crawling underneath and leaving everything on there, wheel and everything. I've never had to pull a wheel yeah, off. You yeah, really exactly. don't. You yeah. really want to to make sure your clearance between the bag and the tire is adequate. Right, and you just have to pay attention that yeah, you don't get anything close to a brake line or correct. A, a, yeah, uh, leave. Yeah, just make sure. Thank you. Yeah, exhaust. Make sure, just yeah. follow the instructions. Yeah, it'll exactly. walk you through it piece yeah. by piece, and then run your line and try to tuck it in the frame so it's out of the way and yeah. all of that. And there's plenty holes there to do all that but it's all bolt on yeah no welding no nothing it's all bolt on it might be drilling a hole or two and zip ties you know that's about it so all right folks that's going to do it for today enjoy the rest of your afternoon myself ken rackley tune tech automotive ken give everybody your number real quick yeah 303-364-3391 and then, of course, anything else you need, you can always text us or email us offline, drive-radio.com. You can also send a text message, 307-200-8222. Larry Unger answering phones today. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Don't forget, we're going to be live at Leprino Foods for the Red Lion Run on July 29th. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But, guys, have a great rest of your weekend. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.